that's how I've been able to be successful in my own post is that every single post is its own little nugget of gold. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, happy new year. It's Emily Reagan here, your host of Unicorns Unite. I'm thrilled to bring you this episode. It was a Facebook Live I recorded earlier with my friend Halima Salim, and we are discussing Instagram. Now, here's the thing. Instagram was at first my Achilles heel. I don't know why I had such pushback when it came to learning it, but at the time I was doing Pinterest and YouTube and Facebook and emails and blogging for my clients and Instagram was just not something I wanted to learn. But once I dove in for myself and started learning, I started with my own personal account, then I added a business one, and I decided that I just wasn't going to look at my numbers anymore. I decided to just show up, be authentic, not play the follow-unfollow game, and not be sleazy, just be myself and have fun and post content that I would want to learn from. My numbers just started growing. I didn't start my own Instagram account for business until 2019. And I'm not saying it's crazy over here, but I did hit a thousand followers and I felt completely validated. (laughs) I won't lie, I completely felt validated, but it was so hard starting from nothing. And I do this all the time for my clients, and yet it was holding me back. And I felt like I was going to be judged. The fact that I was helping my clients with Instagram and giving them Instagram strategy and yet didn't have a very social proof account, right? Mine was pretty much dead. So right now, Instagram is where I'm having the most fun. So today I'm bringing an episode with Halima because she teaches brick and mortars how to do Instagram. And there is a lot of work when it comes to helping brick and mortar businesses promote themselves and get on social media because they usually can't keep up with it. And a lot of brick and mortars are on Facebook selling their goods via Facebook Lives. They are doing that, especially in these times of COVID. But Instagram has been a little harder, and there's been some changes recently with Reels. And now there's new social shopping options with Instagram, making it a little bit easier. And this is definitely somewhere you could slide in and pick up some work. So today we talk with Halima. And then next week on the podcast, I'm going to go over some more of my Instagram tips for those of you who are just starting out and helping your clients with Instagram and what you could be doing over there as far as your Instagram services. All right. So let's dive into the interview with Halima. everyone. Welcome to today's Lunch and Learn. Today, I have my friend Halima here to teach us all about Instagram. Say hello. Hi, everyone. It's lovely to be here. I'm super, super excited. Tell everybody where you are, a little bit about your background, mm-hmm. what you're you're doing for work, and then we'll get into some Instagram tips for virtual assistants, but I want everyone to know your story. Okay, absolutely. So I am... Um, I'm actually like way back when um, I came to London as a refugee. And so I I, I come from Somalia, I was born there. And we went to Saudi Arabia because um, there was a civil war at the time. 
And then when we went there, we went there illegally. It's a, it's a whole story. Oh my gosh. And um, so then we, could, we couldn't go and um, get educated. So I was very young, eight at the time. And my mom was looking for schools to educate us. But because we were not there officially, we couldn't go to any schools. And so then she, she got really frustrated. And one of the biggest reasons is why she was trying to find another reason to, I mean, the reason why we came here was education. And so we came to London as refugees with the help of um, our family members that were here already. Um, we got a home. I went to school for the very first time. I was completely illiterate. So I couldn't write or read in any other language. So it was like so different, oh but super exciting at the same time. Um, so I was the first to graduate in my family. I remember the day my, 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 my father just completely cried because literally it was like he had never seen anybody else in his family graduate. And I did a computer science degree with, um, so I have two majors in uh, programming and networking. Um, and then, yeah, and then, we, and then when I did that, like nobody wanted to hire me at the time. They were, I was in Egypt. And they were only hiring um, a males for this role. So I was like, okay, so what else could I do? And I just looked around and they hired me at the university I was in um, to become a CSR. So CSR is like a corporate social responsibility. They opened a new department where I teach English as a second language to people that were underprivileged. And that's how like the whole ESL Oh, um, that's how I started, yeah. Um, yeah. So then I, um, I was in a classroom, I remember thinking, I'm teaching 30 students. Wouldn't it be incredible if I could reach many more students? Um, and that's how my YouTube and Instagram journey started. So tell everyone about your, your Blackboard English business. Yeah, so my Blackboard English, I um, teach... Students, I have a course online and I have a membership. So once they finish the course, I offer them their membership and that's how the business model is. But right now I've actually closed that off and I'm rebuilding to provide only women um, a safe space to study English online without feeling uncomfortable. And, and that's like one of the biggest things I have is like I don't want to study with men. I don't feel comfortable. And so I have people from all different places and they, they just don't feel comfortable communicating with men because it always leads up to something more. So that's my first business. And then the second business, I was just helping people with, uh, with Instagram and with business. And they were like, why are you keeping this information to yourself? And I remember one of my uh, friends, she had a look at, like at the time, she just, she didn't know me. She said, what's your account? And she looked at my account and she saw that I had a lot of followers like at the time. And she was like, why are you not saying anything about your large following? <laughs> this <laughs> like helps you with like, you know, telling people, like actually teaching this information. But I had I didn't have any clue that I wanted to teach Instagram at the time. So it was something that was, I just learned it from experience and I was just helping people around so that's how the second business it was from learning everything I knew from the yeah. first business. Yeah. 
So Halima has a business teaching English as a second language. I know her from the Amy Porterfield world. We are together in that group. So you are doing well with this, but you, you did exactly what I tell my students to do is go with what people are asking you for. And how many people, how many followers are on your first business? About almost 16,000. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And like what, A, what an impact your business is having. I think that's amazing. And it's just, I, it just rocks my mind that what you're doing, because it's like such, just such a good thing. And then to turn around and have people then ask for your advice because you have real life success. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite way. Like I can't stand when people are online teaching things and, you know, you already, yeah, they haven't like, in that yeah. path and they don't really know like what it's like and it's 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 different I, I do think it's different even with teaching there are certain teachers that will will be um teachers and they will say oh I'm teaching English just because they're native speakers but I always say isn't it better when somebody actually learned the language like me that can teach you because there's like um, an idea that there's a certain person that should teach English um, and for me, I had that problem at the very beginning. So I always thought, okay, I would rather go to someone that has been through it. They've like tried all the ways that it doesn't work and actually teach you in that way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I think that's kind of what we, what we both do with our courses is teach people our way of getting through things. Like I, I didn't have the online marketing degree. I have learned it and I've learned it my way and I see it differently and I see it from the VA standpoint or the person behind the scenes. So that makes me feel good about what I'm teaching. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. I see like, you know, Amy Porterfield or someone, I'm like, why, why am I, who am I to be teaching any of this? But um, it's like, yeah. hey, I have my own spin and my own way that I learn and implement. So what kind of business owners were coming to you for Instagram help? So it's all sorts of businesses, usually startups in London. They're small businesses um, that like they don't, they've, they've seen Instagram from afar and they're like, what do we do? What yeah. is this new monster that we have to tackle? So it, it, it's in a, in a space where it's they complete beginners. They don't know where to start. And I just go through the very basics with them and then help them. And actually, that's the best place to start because then you're actually starting in the correct way rather than, you know, starting and trying all these different methods and doing it wrong and then like getting help um, after that. So it's a really good place to start. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I have met and networked with a bunch of business owners who they might have a large Instagram following, but they weren't doing it right. Oh, and yes. the audience is 100% dead. It's not engaged. It's not the people who are going to buy from them. They did it all wrong because they yeah. probably listened to somebody who was just going after the numbers. And you and I know it's not about your number of followers yeah. right now. It's about the quality and your engagement of your followers. Okay. Tell me what this whole, your whole Instagram <laughs> business looks like right now. Okay, so I, I deliver workshops online um, and, and I've, I've tried it in different styles. At the, at the beginning when I started, it was in a physical sense, like because of my first business being online all the time, I was like, I need to have that interaction with the person. But now it's online again from what's happening around, which is great because I'm like, okay, like I already know how to do that. Um, so we do online on Zoom um, and I just take them from the very beginning 
to like knowing exactly what they need to to do and how to be strategic when it comes to Instagram. Because if you do it just like kind of like looking around and oh, I want to do that, it doesn't make sense. I know people that have like hundreds of thousands of followers and they're not making money, they're not making connections. And and for me, Instagram has been just like everything for me from making connections from building relationships with people, from helping and making a difference in um, different people's lives. It's just, I, I do find it to be an incredible platform for that. It's a bit more kind of, how do I explain Instagram? I think for somebody maybe that's listening and they're thinking, oh, like, why do I need another social media platform? Facebook, I don't see it as very intimate. Yes. With Instagram, I do. I feel like it's much more intimate. And there's less like um, people like being abusive. There's like, um, whereas Facebook, I see a lot of people attacking each other. And it just looks like there's like a lot of people not being friends. Whereas Instagram is like a small market where it's like everybody knows each other. They're supporting each other. And when they comment, they know somebody else is on the other side. Does that make sense? It totally does. I agree with you. And I think it it is a more positive place to be. And it's not, it's less junky. I feel like there's more thought behind Instagram posts and people aren't just behind the keyboard feeling, you know, confident. (laughs) So I didn't start growing my own Instagram account until last year. I spent 10 years working behind the scenes, didn't promote myself at all. I finally went in with Instagram around, I think, April last year. I started posting regularly. It was hard for me. I I had fun playing there with my family because it was mainly like my account with my kids. So my mom and dad and my brothers could watch. But I started a weird one and it was hard starting from zero. But I had to, I had to just keep showing up and I had to Mm -hmm. just have fun with it. And I had to not pay attention to the numbers. I had to let all of that go. And I am thrilled that I have 700 people right now. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm just, I'm I'm thrilled about it. And I don't want it to get too big because I do like the intimacy of it. I like logging in and seeing what my friends are up to, but um, yeah. So why, uh, so your workshops, let's get back to your part, your knowledge of, uh, Instagram, your workshops are training one to many, like how many people are attending these workshops and are they paying? Yes, absolutely. They are paying. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to survive. Um, but yeah. Um, and, and the thing is like when they pay, it's like, for me, it's when somebody works with me, I don't know about you, but it's like each individual is like someone that's now part of my family and I take care of them. Like, I, I don't know. That's how I do business. I don't know if everybody else does that. But yeah. for me, it's just it, it, as soon as somebody trusts me enough to to pay for my courses, that's like I, I want to make sure that their journey doesn't end after they do the workshop. And I yeah. can continuously check up on them and give them little comments on like in their DMs, direct message, which is a messenger version of Instagram, just to, to, to give them a, a few more tips on how to do things better. So that's what I, um, I, I take them through the entire process. I don't want it to be like this forceful, you must pose kind of way. I'm somebody who tells my students post once or twice a day 
Um, and when you do post those like posts, make it like a treat, make it something that people enjoy reading, enjoy um, actually seeing in their feed rather than just making it another generic thing. So quality is something that's super important to me. Each yeah. piece of content, that person has to know like, you, okay, wow, this is really, really good content. You can tell that person spent a lot of time creating it. And it, it just, I think that that's how I've been able to be successful in my own post is that every single post is its own little nugget of gold that's on my profile rather than just, loads of different just just posting for the sake of posting you can really those are so what do you say scroll a bible you can tell when people are just posting because they're told to post and you can tell when somebody has a message to say i personally don't like reading a lot of the stock photos you know when i see it's a stock photo i skip right over it i know i know which one's the jasmine star one you know i know (laughs) yeah i do as well yeah yeah you know, but um, I just decided to start having fun with the captions. And even yesterday I was writing a post because I'm not, I don't work very far ahead. I was writing a post and I thought, I, I just deleted the whole thing. I'm like, this is not genuine. This is me posting to post. It feel, it just doesn't feel right. And I just, I just deleted the whole thing. And that's a good, that's I, a good, that's yeah. how I helped. I think that's helped my Instagram because I'm not forcing the content. If it's not there, I just, I don't post anything. Yeah. It's not there if it's not, you know, true. So you help these businesses with the workshop. Uh, are a lot of them, um, do they have Instagram accounts? Or are they coming to you signing up with, with one that needs help that's dead on arrival? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's usually I always have like, so my ICA hangs out on Facebook. So I like with that account, I will be on there, but my main focus is finding them on Facebook because that's my audience is usually someone that is has no clue how to even begin or they've just downloaded it and they're just staring at their profile thinking what do I need to do now yeah Yeah. you know what's funny uh I get a lot of my clients or leads from just chatting with somebody and when I'm on Facebook working for other clients and I'm connecting and I stalk people out and I need to look at their Instagram and it's not connected on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I yeah. out to them and I say, Hey, you need to connect this. Cause I'm, I can't find, <laughs> find yeah. it. And then by then and me just giving them simple advice, like, Oh, are they connected it wrong? They use the little at the at signal and then the face Facebook doesn't connect it. Cause it just wants the handle. And that happened to me uh, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> on Facebook with one of yeah. our and now I'm pretty sure she's in love with me and would hire me. But I also get a lot of business. So Facebook is a great place to look for these clients. Yes. You guys, They're already overwhelmed over there and they just can't add another thing over on Instagram. And then also in person, whenever I go to any little boutique shops or one-on-one services or in my community, those people, those business owners always need help too. And just by talking to them or asking them about their Instagram or I can find out if they have somebody or if they need help. And that has been a way that a lot of people want to. You know uh, what? That's actually an amazing way to do it because those people are the ones that need the most help. I honestly do think that if you're in an area like mapping out your area and just like getting all the lists of businesses that are in your surrounding area and maybe getting their contact details 
and just, you know, cold calling them or just emailing them. I think people prefer emails than cold calls. Cold calls are just a bit weird sometimes, but emailing them and just, you know, making it personal or like to the person and knowing that, okay, you're not sending out a generic email. You are specific to that business and you're actually giving them value and saying, this is how I think you should, you can improve things and get things better. So when you do like contact people for like the, 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 for work, I'm saying. Do you ever get somebody who's offended? So what, what I tend to do is just go, um, to actually go face to face to these businesses. Um, and, um, cause I had the idea of like combining Instagram with, the um, the brick and mortar businesses. And, um, so I approach them and I just tell them how I can help. And most of the time they, they, they take the help. It's so easy. Like, I, I don't know what, why it's so easy, but just, it, I think it's the face to face factor the the no like and trust factor is built a lot faster when someone is like actually sees you. So like video is another way to do that really, really fast. Yes. Like send a loom video, introducing yourself or a deep, like a message video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you take on Instagram clients and do the work for them one-on-one? Yes, I have done that. And I found that I really, really enjoy that. I thought I wouldn't because I was like, okay, um, I'm building my course at the moment. But I thought, okay, I don't want to do one-to-one. And then someone begged me to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I, we did like a whole day Instagram session. Um, and what happened was it was just much more customized and more intimate in terms of like when you do do it one-to-one because you know exactly what they want and you build it together um, through Zoom. Yeah. Okay. You dedicate a whole day to that, like strategy session? Yes. Yeah. Can you tell everybody what you charge for something like that with all, with your experience? <laughs> or, or give okay. us like, Park. I mean, okay, no, it's not that. It's just uh, I, I don't, I'm not charging for a lot right now. Um, so I charge around 300 for a whole day. Okay. Um, pounds. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, it is better. I think $300 is huge for my group. They would love that. And I know that once your course gets going yeah. and you are even in any more demand, and right now it's probably helping you do your course. You. Oh, you yes. Know, yeah. So that, I think you should like that. That's definitely something that to consider because you start to know what people want from working one to one. Yeah, and that's perfect because when when you kind of just imagine what they want, or you hear it from afar, or you read it somewhere, it's not the same. When I worked with the client one to one, he told me his struggles. He told me he doesn't like video. He, you know, what the, the things that he struggled with, the things he didn't have. So I was able to really have that clarity when it came to, um, Hey, I've put together a checklist when you are writing your next contract, just go to emilyreaganpr.com slash contract, and you'll get a checklist for making sure that you're protected in your next new client onboarding. All right, back to the show. Working with them one-to-one rather than just working in groups or you know, reading about it and finding yeah. that information in different ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, what about taking their photos? Like how do you coach a, a brick and mortar client if they don't have good photos? What do you um, do? 
You mean for the for the business? Yeah. Um, so for photography, um, some of them they can't afford um, taking pictures. Right. Um, and so um, what I always say is I like, go to um, there's there's a you know Airbnb experience. You can actually um, hire someone for like fifty dollars to take pictures of you. I'm not sure about like actually you know taking, but um, it actually can um, give you. Like I told someone to do this, and they got a hundred pictures taken of them just from hiring someone from an Airbnb um, site. So if you type experience, you get like the photographers in the area, and you get free pictures. Not free, um, really cheap pictures. Not free. <laughs> I am glad you brought that up. I actually heard that tip for the first time at my last conference. Uh, mm-hmm. in- right before Corona happened. And what these copywriters were doing is every time they have a conference, they would book an Airbnb experience, get some really cool on location shots, like done quick, done in an hour and their brand photography vault, you know? And I I was, I never would have occurred to me to do that, but that all the brick and mortar. I see all these brick and mortars. I'm like, you need better photos. Like I can't really help you have such a good product but your photos are stinky so <laughs> I want to say more about that actually in my personal experience I I used to just use like pictures that I took from my iPhone and then a transition happened as soon as I started to get professional pictures done and people started treating me and my business differently it was just a whole different experience and I thought whoa like people are like sending me messages and they just want to know what's going on and kind of treat you differently to the, the, a, another person that has uh, a Facebook profile that's just mediocre. You get that instant. This is a professional. She cares about the details. And it's so important to, to you know, really take care of that aspect of your business. Yeah. So I know every single one of my behind the scenes virtual assistants is saying, no, no, I don't want to do it. But trust me, the same thing happened in my own business. I, I've done two brand photography shots and it just exploded. People are so amazed. They think I'm better than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I look way more professional. I, and not only that, who cares what other people are saying? I actually feel way better about my posts because I, when I first started, I'm like, oh, Instagram. Oh, and I'm incredible. I hate selfies, I do, I hate <laughs> but I do like it to have a little bit of like real. I like the real ones too, but I'm never one who's going to like do the selfie thing. So th- when I did that and invested in myself, I showed up differently on Instagram Definitely. and all of my virtual assistants, you will get higher quality clients. If you do the same, people will take you more serious. You will look more professional. You don't want to have like you know, backlit in a dark room, taking a selfie, like get some professional photos, people. <laughs> I think that the idea is to differentiate yourself from a personal page. You don't want to be a personal page. You want to be known as a business. And this is one of the steps that you need to take in order to, for people yeah. to know that, okay, you know, she takes her work seriously. I can feel that professional vibe, you know? Yeah. So how do you get your clients to show up on Instagram when they are used to being behind the scenes? Like, what do you tell them to do? Um, so how to post more, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 
there's um, stories like what what do you coach them on okay so um i had a i had this one client who is a children and entertainer and she took my course just before everything hit right um and she actually just scraped money together and she like took my course um and she was she never had been on zoom before before the course everything technology was just like no, I, I don't want to know anything about that. Yeah. Um, and so I think the best way to really approach it is just to take simple, small steps towards what you kind of imagine yourself doing. So if you're somebody who imagines going on um, Instagram stories, which is the, for those of you that don't know, it's like, I call it the um, the reality TV version yeah. of it your life and your business. Um, so it's like behind the scenes. And um, I, I just, I told them to take steps. So very, very simple, simple steps that they can do. And then what I would do is just push them for a little bit more. I wouldn't require a lot because I think doing too much doesn't build that confidence in the person. So really okay. knowing, okay, wh- what do I want to achieve? Taking the right steps and, and getting better each day on it so just maybe one minute of live video just talking about what you're going to do for the day um i know live video seems like crazy to some people right but yeah just taking small small steps i just spoke about video today and live video and all of that being online i am a poster child of someone that incredibly hates showing myself online i i used to i'm gonna say i used to i really 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 hated it like I don't think though I've met anybody that hated it as much as I do (laughs) I really haven't I still haven't to this day and my face used to hurt when I when I record a video and I was super stiff you can actually go to my blackboard English videos and go to the very first video and I would be staring at the like camera I, I was like Mark Zuckerberg have you seen Mark Zuckerberg's videos yeah, I think he has a fear of videos. Yesterday, I watched his videos. I was him back in the day. I really was, where he's like literally like staring into the camera and he's like reading the script. And you can tell that he absolutely hates it. But yeah. over time, he'll get better. But like for me, that journey was a very difficult journey. And I fell and I got back up. And I fell and I got back up. And I hated it. But now I can look back and people come to me and say, you're so natural on camera. And I'm just, I look back and I'm like, no one saw how many times I fell and got up again. Nobody. Yeah. Such good advice. I personally never saw being in front of the camera. I actually got a broadcast degree. I wanted to be a news producer. I wanted to tell people what to do. And I had, um, I was just terrified. I just, I just didn't want that. And I don't know what it is, what it is about the psyche, but I also realized that at some point, some of it's my own vanity and it's not because I'm not cute enough. I just don't like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now I just do things in one take and I just don't sweat it. You know, mm-hmm. I think my, my IG story this morning is probably, I think I even moved the camera down. That one was really awkward, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to keep it because I will fuss over it and pick myself apart. I'm like, let's just get it done. But showing up for the last 18 months or so on my Facebook lives has helped me so much. And I'm not, and I don't pretend to be perfect, but just doing it 
is like just yeah it's 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 also if you want to get clients that is the fastest way to build the no like and trust factor it's actually the only way that it happens all at once video so it's yeah somebody can watch your video and instantly build that trust factor with you is it working i'm joking (laughs) 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 yeah yeah it's so crazy because I see you like this beautiful woman. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but when you're coming from a place of service and helping and you kind of work on some of that mindset, it does get easier. And not, nobody is perfect on there. No one's Amy Porterfield. <laughs> you know what? Even Amy has had that um, that journey with video, right? Where she absolutely, that's why she did podcasting because she hated seeing her face on camera. And so yeah. she, she had an episode where she spoke about her fear of going on in front of the camera. So we all go through it, but it's just our journey starts at a certain point and we can't compare it to someone else's, I think, and just yeah. kind of keep our focus on what we need to do to develop every day and get yeah. stronger and better. Yeah. yeah and if we're, co- if we're telling our clients to do it and, that's, and we're telling them that's how they grow their business, we got to do it for ourselves. This is... Perfect. It really is. You can't be sitting there telling people to do things and give them tips and so on and help them in their business if you're not out there like doing the same. And I actually noticed people like that hire like big businesses like um, uh, Brooke Castillo or Amy Porterfield. The people that they hire are incredible already. Like they're doing the stuff that needs to be done in their own business. And then they get hired to work with these bigger companies. Oh, good. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone's not going to hire you to help them with their Instagram if you're not showing up on your Instagram, which was part of my fear of even starting because it showed that I hadn't been doing it, you yeah. know, but you're, you're, you're so right about that. Okay. So I used to do public relations and my last working job every now and then I would have to go up to the media and do sound bites. Not a big deal. I used to kind of fuss and, and get stressed out. But by the time, like in that job, especially if we had a six day event and I'm talking to like five different news stations every day, eventually I just learned to stop caring. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, my sound bites were awesome, but I was like, you know what? My hair is in a messy ponytail. And I just got to like, get it done. Like it was sucking up so much stress about it that I let it go. I'm like, oh, well, oh, well my husband's ex-girlfriend's going to see me on TV looking like crap, <laughs> you know, I just, I just had to let that part go. And by the end of an event, at the end of a, like a 18 hour day where all my makeup had been melted off, I just worried more about the message and that helped me. That helped me a lot and probably prepare me for this, putting myself out there on social media. Yeah. It's about like the, the, the focus. Where's the focus? I always remind myself, even when I'm writing a caption or posting, is the, is the spotlight on me or is it on my student? I always have to shift sometimes because I make it about me, but I yeah. always shift and say, no, it's not about me. It's about them. And that's where I think we get in our heads because we focus on ourselves where we should be focusing on how do I make a difference on like with somebody else's life. Yes. Oh, that's great. So let's talk about 
um, your idea for brick and mortars that I wanted you to share with everybody. And I love this idea because I came up with the same thing on my own in my own little way. And I know you're going to say it 10,000 times more articulate, but (laughs) a good, helpful tip for having a brick and mortar client, even though we're in the middle of coronavirus right now, your clients can start thinking about how to get foot traffic in and your idea for that. Oh my God. Yeah. So um, I was, um, I don't know if you guys know Notting Hill. Yeah, I think my generation does. (laughs) Okay. So Notting Hill is a street in London that every single store has its own unique personality and beauty. And People from all over the the country will come and visit. People traveling from abroad will come specifically to see these kinds of stores. And I was walking by these stores and I noticed that people would go in there and take a, a, like a, a snap and take, you know, a, take a picture. And I thought, well, I, I kind of called it something like um, an Instagrammable store. So it does it like tick the Instagram, you know, a checklist. And I can see it happening in the future that businesses that do not comply with the Instagram checklist that I came up with in my head will die out. Yes. Right? So, like, it's about, like, incorporating the online space into your store. And I think it's such an exciting movement and it's worth investing time and money, effort, everything to, to get that type of store and to be relevant. That's it. It's just to be relevant and to have um, a business that is in with the times, I feel. There's a lot of businesses, if you go in there, they, they, they don't know anything about Instagram. They don't know anything about Facebook and so on. Now, there's a, another experience that I faced as well with being in this so I I was looking for my, my friend was coming from Manchester and she said I'm, I'm looking for a place to eat and since I only eat halal food so I can't eat everything like I can't just go or if I if I do go to a cafe I eat the fish or the vegetarian and the vegan and so she said where can we go so I, I went on Instagram as we do and I searched for locations because I wanted to see how it looked like, the food, and so on. So I um, I actually found one that was on Instagram, and we went to that store. And, and we would never have found it because it was in this kind of obscure little place that you could never just walk by and find. So And then I spoke to the owner, and there are two white guys offering halal food with halal drinks, so uh, non-alcoholic beverages. For Muslims. So, like, you know, when we go out, we can't drink. So, he created this restaurant that was like, you were able to eat British food, have drinks, and it was all like lawful, right? So, and I, I, and I spoke to him and he said, 70% of my clients are from Instagram. That's amazing. And I was like, that's incredible. And people are not using Instagram. For its potential because there's like a, um, a location that you can put on there and there's people you, you can put like um bookings now and and facebook is actually doing a lot more to help small businesses so it's yeah. like if you're not on there um and that's just like like why you, they should have instagram in the first place the second thing is what we spoke about is 
having a feature. So I said, you can go in levels where you can have something in your store that is newsworthy or like Instagram worthy, where it's beautiful. People want to take pictures next to it. People want to like hashtag, like um, say say they want to take a story or a video of you pouring the drink. So even the style of like how you have one of your products, say you have a product that's like the most expensive product in your store. And it's like nobody actually orders it, but you are known for the biggest cup of coffee in the street. <laughs> like it's it's just, it's it's a gimmick kind of thing. And yeah. people will come and you will, and, and it will help you like get eyes in your business. Oh, let's go to that store that has the biggest cup of coffee in the world. <laughs> Yeah. So there was a, we just moved from South Florida and we had, I can't even think of the name of the restaurant, but I started following them on Instagram and they would have the most outrageous desserts and people would Instagram it. They would get tagged, they would get geo tagged. And it it was amazing. It created this sense of kind of FOMO, but I wanted to go there. Yes. Yes. In Miami, this brand new place opened up. And it was called The Wharf. It was right by one of the canals. And every single shot of their Instagram was super cute looking people all styled out and had all these food trucks and drinks. And as a stay-at-home mom who never went out, I kept telling my friends, we're going to The Wharf. It to <laughs> me, it was this dreamland of pretty people. And when I got there, it was normal people. <laughs> they had this Instagram yeah really good looking people it made they made uh, it seem the place was still super cool I'm not like, I, like but in my head I I don't know why like I, unicorns flying around I, I was like oh my god I gotta dress up to the nines everybody here is super like good looking and Miami style enough said and um it wasn't quite like that and I just thought like wow they got me on Instagram <laughs> in a good way because I needed to yeah. get out of to spend time with my girlfriends and get out of the sweatpants. But mm-hmm. um, so I also have a client who's a brick and mortar in Fort Myers and she's a tourist location. And when I met with her, she was not on Instagram at all. didn't know what she was doing. And she had these beautiful stairs that were painted like a rainbow. I saw the picture of that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was really struggling with, well, what do we post? Like, I know she's not going to get me good photos of all of her stuff. Her inventory is changing. She doesn't like to be seen. And when I saw the stairs, I thought, ding, ding, let's do the same thing. Let's make it an Instagrammable destination where people talk. And that's what did you actually do the painting? She had, she already had it done. Okay. Okay. I just did half the work. (laughs) You know, I (laughs) let's, let's use this. This is your thing. And I even noticed my local art shop right at the corner of my neighborhood. They just painted these big wings on the fence. And I'm like, that's an Instagram location. They want people to come there, take their picture. And then they show up on Instagram because you don't put where you were. Exactly. I think location. Exactly. So your idea of bringing some kind of element that is a cross between like the physical experience and the customer experience with helping them with the marketing, like if that helps with the marketing, that helps the word out and that makes it fun. Yes, absolutely. 
like it's a like a win-win. Win. It's like a you're you're selling an experience, but at the same time, it, yeah. you're, you're getting eyes um, on your product. And and you know what's powerful is when I share something and my sister sees it, she wants to know about that thing. But yeah. when a business shares it, it's completely different. So encouraging your customers, right, to to use maybe hashtags. If you use a hashtag, you get like I don't know, like a points added or you get a cookie or whatever it is then it's like a it's a way to kind of incorporate the whole it's there's so much you can do but yeah. what, what I what I like is like doing things like where it's like this is Instagram by the way like it's it was built for Instagram because I I just wanted somewhere where I could go but just think about doing something where it's like a wall or a corner where it's like specifically there's like loads of flowers or it's like really like beautiful in a way that's like incorporates your business um, where you can have it installed and spend a little bit of money on on creating. You can actually create it with very little money if you have good creative skills. Um, Go on Pinterest and get some ideas and start building it or helping your clients build it. Yeah. Oh, and you know, there's the artist and um, I've met an engineer wife who does that. And there was a name for that when she does the installations. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. get back to you because it was a word I'd never heard. And I thought, oh, what really? a fun job. But there are like designers who can help your clients if they really want to up level and compete with Notting Hill. But um, that is, I think that's just a smart idea. Be known for yeah. something and have the visual behind it. So, 100%. It's actually like um, it, the whole street um, gets more like an influx of people. Um, yeah. You're bringing in, um, you know, more people to your area. I, I think like if you come to my area, Edgeware, you'll see like so many dead shops, like just dead, 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 dead. Everything is dead. And it's like there's no excitement there. You don't want to go and visit these stores. There's nothing unique about these stores. So no one will come to Edgeware. But like, other places like Notting Hill, if you want to Google that, by the way, just yeah. Notting Hill cafes, you'll see so many ideas of like people really taking it to the next level, bringing out their personalities and, you know, making these beautiful stores. It's like you can't exist on Notting Hill if you don't follow these protocols. I'm sure that. Association. <laughs> like you've got to cut your grass and have something pretty. So there's an area in Miami called Wynwood, and it was a really dilapidated area. And I think it was getting overrun with graffiti, but somehow they just started painting murals and it became the art area. Yeah. And then it became the hip area. And then the murals change out. So the, that coffee shop there, that diner there, I'm, there's some secret clubs I heard about, not really my scene, but that whole area got revived mm-hmm. by embracing probably the graffiti, but now it's like beautiful murals. And I just thought that was so cool. Like what a good, a fun way. Cause you really go out in the middle of nowhere in this industrial area and you're like, what, where am I? And then it's like beautiful. Hey, I'm for everybody listening. If you are on Instagram, would you share a picture of you at an Instagrammable location in the comments? I would love to see you at your favorite place. Now I think about, 10 years ago when I would go to a restaurant and they'd have some like dinky dumpy statue or something that was like, Oh, mm-hmm. like I think about those, like that's almost like the beginning of it, you know, like them mm-hmm. having yeah. 
at least we have that in America. Like the seafood place will have like the pirate and ha- like oh, kind of yeah. that up like the next level where mm-hmm. people would actually want to take a photo with it and it not be creepy. It actually look cute on a feed. I mean, where it highlights the customer in their best light, like you want to make them look good. And so like I, a, the, even like a chair that's like a, a dedicated to taking pictures. Like I've noticed also hairdressers start to do that. It's not just cafes um, where they'll have an area where it's like just specific and they'll have the brand name and they'll have like a cute kind of phrase um, with um, lights and people will sit there and take pictures. You're like, oh my God, I need to go there and take pictures. Um, yeah. And so it, 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 there's, there's so many ways you can incorporate this into um, your everyday, uh, what's it called, store. And it can actually take it to the next level and bring in those customers that they want. It's a bit hard right now. <laughs> yeah. And as a VA or an Instagram assistant or consultant or manager, or whatever, if, you, if this is your jam, this is strategy level ideas here. So take this to your clients. You'll look really smart. Mm-hmm. And to you, your business will explode. It just takes one good, happy client to refer you to get results with and you could have a whole successful online business. What would be really cool as well is if you can like find someone that's an interior designer that can actually, you know, maybe you can work together, you do the strategy and ideas and then you can bring someone to help them build that um, corner or wall or whatever stairs, you know? Yeah, it could be like a done for you service and you could work together on that because business owners don't have a lot of time. So if you came in there and just managed it, yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay, so how can people work with you? Would you tell everybody about your your work, your Instagram workshop? Is that open right now? It's not that? open at the moment, but I am um, building a course right now, and it's going to be ready in June. But I have um, ten ways to stand out on Instagram, and it works for any social media. Um, the concept. And I'm also building at this moment in time, it should be ready in a couple of days, the basics of Instagram. So if you've never started, how do you start to make sure that everything is in order? Um, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm currently building that. But you can find that on www.thesocialhop, so thesocialhop.com forward slash download. Okay, so, we'll drop the yeah. link in the description. And when you get your new freebie done, pop back over here and share it with us too. That will help a okay. lot of get started. And I, I have a little tiny module, not tiny. I have a module about Instagram inside my crash course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not about strategy and things to do, mm-hmm. but it's really just kind of like barely scraping the surface when you get into the strategy, like these ideas Halima has. So Instagram though, if you take anything away from this interview, there is work. There is a need. Business owners need your help. It oh, can yes. be fun. And you can position yourself once you get your foot in the door to be doing a higher, higher ticket, higher, um, what am I trying to say? Like higher end services. Like you don't have to be just doing the actual posting and engagement. Like there's so much more you could be doing with Instagram. You know, like um, you just reminded me, I always get people saying, could you actually do the work for me and help me. So definitely from now on, whenever I get that kind of question, I'm going to be referring them to your group. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I didn't even think to ask you that, but that is, that would be such a grateful thing because I'll take your job postings and I'll put it in my uh, course by students. So you'll know Mm -hmm. they've been through like, and they know what you need to be doing. Email list building. They'll have like hashtag research ideas, but yes, I would love that because I have some people who would love to do Instagram. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to chat today. And I, yeah, will see me too. I will see you inside Amy's group later. Okay. See ya. Right, bye, Halima. All right. I hope you loved all of her ideas for Instagram, for promoting it. I love, love, love the idea of having that Instagram worthy destination to get shoppers through your clients' doors and making sure that they're sharing their posts on Instagram and helping your client stores get recognized and seen. There's so much good stuff in this episode. Please connect with Halima in the show notes. And now that you're done listening to the episode, go to the link in the show notes, emilyreaganpr.com slash contract, and you can download a checklist to make sure your next contract has everything you need to protect yourself and get paid. And then tune in next week. We'll talk more Instagram tips for virtual assistants and what kind of services you could be offering to help a client solely with Instagram. We're only talking about Instagram next week. I'll see you then. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. So do you actually do the work for your clients or do you, do you, okay. Tell me what this whole, your whole Instagram business looks like right now. Make it look, get get some professional photos, people. Today's Friday. Oh my God. I've lost count of the days. Today's Thursday, but I am. Oh, Thursday. Okay. 